You're listening to Games from the Cellar, where we play a board game and then we talk about it. I'm Steven, your host, and tonight I was joined by John and Chris to play Acquire. Acquire was designed by Sid Saxon and was first published by 3M in 1964. It was nominated for the Spieldisch Jahres in 1979, the first year the Spieldisch Jahres was awarded. At the time of this recording, Acquire has a 7.3 rating with 19,000 ratings on BoardGameGeek and has a ranking of 234. It's a 3-6 player medium weight game that should play in about 60 minutes. So thank you for joining us in the cellar as we go in-depth with Acquire. And we get to talk about how ugly this personal copy is. You know, not everybody has the luxury of having a designer copy the like five dollar copy from barnes and noble well people just didn't know what they had at that point you should have picked up three copies yeah i should have now that you mention it i could have parlayed each of those into seven dollars or you could have this terribly just beat to hell looking version from the 1970s this is the old man version this this may be 60s 1966 yeah, this, is, this is this is the 3m copy Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company. That's the three M's and three M. Is that before post-it notes? Before post-it notes, it yeah. Was before post-it notes, too. So uh, we were playing Acquire. Um, it's a Sid Saxon classic. Uh, probably one of... It's probably the first Euro game. Yeah. Um, I know the definition of Euro has changed over the years, but um, when people think of... American games, it's roll and move, it's thematic, um, and when you think of the old European style, it's, you know, highly mathematical, and I would say dry, but, you know, I guess thematically it's pretty dry, but in its essence, it's one of the most simple games that you can learn to play, but it's just such a masterpiece in design. It, I, we've we've probably played this game dozens of times and we mm-hmm. pull it out at least twice a year i guess yeah i would say yeah and it's kind of a special occasion when we do yeah. i mean we kind of feel like oh let's go after acquire again yeah every time we play it, it it's made some type of magical memory yeah that you can kind of bring back up and you know it's the whatever you do don't run out of money. don't run out of money <laughs> and what happens Especially with the three of us playing. We always run out of money. Yeah, don't run out of money. That's that's the key. Um, you are given, what, $6,000 to start. And, you know, Monopoly, you want to spend your money down so that you have the most property. But in other games, you know, it, it always seems like a good idea to spend your money down to get more things so that you hit more often. But with Acquire, it's this fine knife's edge. Yeah. You need of, to stay at least a little bit liquid because there's keeping, going to be an opportunity that's going to land in your lap. Keeping some money back just so, just in case. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the rules for this game fit in the box lid, to give you an idea. And, and that's where they're actually written in this particular copy. The game's very simple, very straightforward. It's the kind of game you can learn. You can read the rules in probably five minutes, and you can probably learn how to play functionally enough in... 10. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a couple of concepts you have to pick up, but um, this is just a tight little game, not a whole lot going on technically, but once you start playing and once you start working the angles, things can get very complicated very quickly, and that's that's the nature of Euro. Tight, simple rules, 
some level of scarcity, something that everybody's fighting for. And this game just has that in spades. Hmm. Yeah, it's the um, it's the most strategic version of a bingo board mm-hmm. I've ever seen. We've played this a few times. Uh, anyone have any particular man- memories that they'd like to share? I think we had just about every hotel out on the board. We were all sitting out of money. All three of us. All three of us. We couldn't decide <laughs> it was which like- hotel to merge together. And and we all have we all have the chips that are keeping the other two guys from merging. Yes. So all of us are like, I'm going to keep holding on as long as I can until somebody else has to blink first. That there was, was a, a very interesting game. There was a good, a, the bad, and the ugly type of moment. It's, who could draw? Who could keep drawing tiles that would give junk. them opportunities to <laughs> not play, right. to not benefit the other, the please, other people please at the table? God, let me pull junk. I mean, it was over and over again. Yeah, I think it was like, what was about the third one that merged before you actually got some cash back in your pocket? Oh yeah, I mean it's like us, like we said at the top, keep money available because there are going to be opportunities later on where you need that money, and yeah. the only way you get money in this game is when chains merge, right. and it can happen where if you dump a bunch of money into one hotel. It can be completely isolated, and you never get a merger. Yeah. Or it becomes the one it becomes that, the big one, or it becomes the big, the big one, one that will never get and merged. You'll never get money out of it, and everybody can buy up all the stuff. Right. Everybody else is dancing stuff around on the other on the other hotels, and you're st- you're holding the big marker, and that's good. But they just get to churn and churn, and and the churn is where you make the cash. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I mean, sometimes being the founder pays off, but. In that particular instance, being the founder just can kind of hobble you. Yeah. The nice thing is, is that you can buy into other hotels without having to like lay a chip in it. Yep. If you had to lay a chip before you could buy into it, that would really suck. But being able to buy into other hotels and then getting them to merge is where you make your money. Yeah, but so you have to you have to keep money aside back to be able to buy have into. To, have to be yeah. in a position to, to see that. which one is going to get bought into because you want that cash capital so there, coming back. There's 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 two pieces in this game that are working. One is the sort of geometric puzzle that's going on on the on the board and the and, and the spaces on the at least on the version we're playing from. It's a grid. It goes from one to twelve across the top, and it goes from A to I down the side. And you have six chips in front of you. So it's kind of like you've got your little Scrabble tile holder where you've got six chits in front of you. And they all are are 6E or 7G or or the likes. And whenever two of those come together, you have the ability to what they call found a hotel chain. In other words, you've built a hotel. and and, And the board fills up because the first thing you do on each turn is you place down one of these tiles. You want to found hotels and you want to get some stock in them because if they get merged into something else... That's cash in your pocket, and that's the whole nature of the game. So you've got this grid thing where you've got chits that you know some of the future state of the game because you have a chip that's going to make a difference, and you want to work that angle. You you know the future of one or two hotels based upon the tiles that you have. At least with any luck, you've got a tile where that's the case. The other half of the game is running your stocks appropriately. And the guy sitting across from me is usually a shark at money games, but um, at times does not do the chits quite as well as I think he could. So there's a couple of different skills in this game, 
and and those two working together is how you is how you succeed did you mention how you place a hotel two of them touching was it orthogonally yes whenever whenever two are are edge to edge next to each other you can build a hotel and it can grow in size so it's the things it's the stock is cheap when they're small they keep getting bigger as more and more tiles get placed down and eventually you'll have two hotels that will grow into each other so you have two blocks that are separated somebody will put down the chip that goes between them and you now have one hotel and the bigger one gobbles up the smaller one and the stock from the smaller one is suddenly worth money and that's how you get that cash back in your pocket that's why we keep saying you don't want to burn up all your cash because at some point you're going to grab that magic chip that's going to make one of those disappear you want to buy stock in that hotel before you place that merger and suddenly your the 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 eight hundred dollars that you saved in your back pocket is suddenly worth eight thousand and that's the key to the game that's all I have to say. Okay. Don't run out of cash. Don't run out of cash. All right, we're <laughs> going to play a choir, and we will report back soon. A choir is over. We finished. Yes, we did. And we have a new acquire champion until we play the next time. That's right. So we, as we started the game, we went back and checked my stats because um, I keep very detailed stats. With the BG Stats app, uh, everyone should check it out. And uh, what the last five times, John has won handily. So five out of five, uh, I brought the reigning champ to a to a close. to his knees to his knees. A yes, solid, solid win. Yeah, and you know, honestly, I can't claim that it was all strategy. I mean, there was a little bit of strategy, but I got some really amazing tiles. So yeah, and to some extent, that's. That is the nature of older games, that there is a bit of luck in there. You need to look at it as, as a batting average instead of how you do in any one particular play. Because the guy sitting across from me, Chris, who usually is very competitive on financial games like this, just kind of couldn't buy a, buy a stock to save his life. Just nothing seemed to work. I thought I was getting very lucky with the uh, draw in the first couple rounds. I was able to put out... I think I put out four. Yeah, you were yeah. able to found a lot I of... I found a lot of hotels, but only one of them. I was involved in one merger for the entire game. Yeah. And and I think that was the shortest game of Acquire that we've ever played. That was pretty quick, yeah. yeah. Normally, we don't, get, we don't get hotels out that quickly, and that yeah, seemed we to speed ended, up the game. We ended with three safe hotels, which usually it's we get one that's 45, which is an in-condition. That's happened a couple times. But usually it's... We run out of spaces on the board to put tiles. And, you know, we probably had like another 10 or 15 tiles to put out to get to that win con. So, or that right. end game con. So, I think, yeah, this was one of the quickest games that we played. And I, I really appreciate John ending the game early because it really sealed it, was it and it sealed the victory for me which yeah. i appreciate thank well, you so much and, and, and i don't think i had any choice at that point i think i think it was a done deal because you would purchase stock so at the end of the game you get paid you get bonuses the equivalent of if you merge a, a, a hotel chain and then and then you get you get the payout of, the, of your stocks and i did very well in the mergers i had all the cash i needed through the entire game but at the end i only had stock really well i'd i'd i had some 
stock in the secondary one, but I had a lot of stock in the first one, which paid very well. I, I, I got almost $35,000 for my final score. But you guys, uh, you, Stephen, you just beat me because you had so many stocks that in the other other two titles that, or the other two hotels that I just couldn't keep Didn't up. Didn't you have the most stock in Luxor? Yes, that's... Oh, because if you had merged that with American, he would have had to sell all his, and then you would have had a much higher per share and you would have gotten a larger bonus. So it could have played a little bit of difference. Could have played different, could but I, yeah. So no, yeah, but I had no American. Right. So merging American into Luxor would have done me no good whatsoever. But your Luxor stock would have been that much higher and you had the majority of that. Yeah, but you guys would have taken a huge payout when the two hotels merged. Yeah, and it would have only... I think it was five and 2,500. It would have only increased the value of his stocks by 100. Yeah, because at he that point over thirty. So it's it, they it's step up from twenty one to thirty. It and wouldn't have to, ended the game because then one of them would have had to get to forty one. Right. Well, they would have all been safe. The two that were on the board would have been would have still been safe, and that would have been the end of anybody. That is my <laughs> conditions. And the yes, position well, I was in, I would have yeah, I would have made sure on my turn that everyone knew that everything yeah. was safe. One, one of the actual written rules is the the person who places the tile that that makes the game come to an end has to say the game is over. If you don't say that, the game can keep rolling. So I don't know. Presumably, is it possible that everybody sitting at the table can go? Well, maybe I won't maybe declare I it yet. Out no, a might be, yeah, I think I got an angle on this. Yeah, and I'm I gonna buy. I'm gonna buy some more stock. I mean, yeah. Buying stock at the end of the game does nothing for you because yeah, you're just really. going to liquidate it. You know, in, in my view, well, unless buying it makes you stock majority throughout owner, the game but yeah. does nothing for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so I think one of the things, at one point Chris looked at me and he's like, you, you're you just going to, you're handing John a sixth win because I kept doing mergers and I, I thought kept, John I kept getting was involved big money from in every single merger. And John merger. was involved in most of the mergers, but I'm looking over at John's space and yeah, he's got a lot of stock stock certificates but they're all for hotels that but don't exist they were all for hotels that he was keeping to hedge his bets that he would be able to get back out on the board again to yeah. refound them and looking at the board there would be no way that he could do that so i i felt pretty comfortable that i assumed once that had, americana was going to be absorbed by luxor which he owned the most of i think that would have made a difference yeah and i was trying my best to merge it with tower instead right yeah right if it had merged earlier then i could have parlayed my so, stock into Luxor and could have so, had a better showing. So all of this comes from the, the, the there's two primary mechanical aspects to this game. One is the stock buying and selling and you can trade them when 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 hotels merge. But then the other one is your set of six tiles that go out onto that board. And I drew junk tiles pretty much the whole game. I had a couple that were, that were keeping American from merging, but I didn't have anything that really did a whole lot for me. I got to found a couple of hotels, but not nearly as many as the two of you did, I don't think. Um, but if you're getting tiles that allow you to control the board, either allow you to press a merger in, and you have that tile, so you'd say, okay, I'm going to take a turn or two, see if I can get my stocks up on that before I do that. And then the key is you got to kind of watch. Is the guy across from me always buying Luxor? Because that means he knows something that I don't. Maybe I need to get in on that as well and try and fight him off. Um, but um, if your tiles just aren't working for you, your tiles aren't working for you, you got to find a way to manufacture a win, which is what I was trying to do and clearly didn't pull it off. Or um, you just have to understand that, hey, sometimes it's not your night the next time you play the game. 
you've got a shot at something, you have to hope that you get a little bit more luck. And it, and in older games, that was part of it. I mean, it was a family game. You had the nine-year-old sitting next to you, and the nine-year-old had a legit shot at winning if she pulled the right tiles. So that was that was considered okay back then. Now the question becomes, where has that pendulum swung now? Did he just call you a nine-year-old? No, I'm saying as an example is somebody who's who you have a junior player at the table, somebody who is not as 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 experienced with the game or not as sharp or not as old, and they don't they, they don't understand the details. They have a shot at that right. because there is an aspect of luck to it. And to a certain extent, I th- feel like up through 2000. 2010 everybody was saying luck is evil and that needs to come out of gaming and it's not fair but nowadays you have all these games that are coming out with big plastic and there's a lot of dice rolling there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, there's a there's a whole lot more turn over that tile and discover that you got an absolute garbage pull compared to the guy next to you who got free stuff and i think i think people are starting to become more comfortable with that and although acquire is not a a, does, does not have a big table presence is the new term for it. They used to call it bling. They used to call it component quality. Mm-hmm. Although there's six or eight versions of this game out of different values of, of now, one of them's really nice. Yeah. So, but, um, um, and you, you can buy whichever one you want because all of them are available in the aftermarket. You want to buy the, the first one that came out? You can buy that on eBay for a couple of bucks. I mean, they're all available. Yeah. Go to any thrift shop or secondhand board game store or any board game store that has a second. I mean, you can get these things for five. I mean, acquire. There's so many copies of Acquire in the wild. Yeah, it's it's probably the second most printed game the, to Monopoly. I would I would hazard a guess. Maybe I'll do better with the one with the fancy pieces where it's actually towers and stuff. That Perhaps. and I think that, I that's clearly that was your shortcoming tonight. Was yes. that you did not Didn't have, have the, the fancy, fancy pieces. pieces? I broke the cardinal rule. I ran out of money. You ran I out couldn't of money. get involved in the merger, mm-hmm. and I was just chasing you guys around, and it got to the point where. I was not able to get to that magic number of 13 to hold on to the lead in any stock. 13 stocks, right. Because yeah. there's, there's, there's 25 shares of, of every hotel. And if you can get to 13, then you own the hotel. And like with Luxor tonight, because the two of you had split five each, I just needed to make sure that you guys could not reach me with with there already being 10 out. So that's that's one of the things you keep an eye on to make sure that you are the majority owner and that you get the bigger payout. So I, I will admit, I, I probably initiated 80% of the mergers in this game. I had like the perfect tile draw. Like every tile I drew, like either allowed me to found a small little hotel chain that I could invest a little bit of money in and then turn around and just have it gobbled up by the, my big tower or, um, even into like Luxor in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So like I really had control of the game. It was my game to lose. Well, and it didn't hurt that you and John had the two leading stocks right. and you didn't sell those stocks. And then John a couple times immediately put that back out onto the board. It came back around right. again yeah. and you merged. I in. mean, those, those, so like in that part of the game, like at that stage, I had of my six tiles, I had four of them like in a row that allowed me to found, found a hotel and, and then merge it. merge it and then found another hotel and then merge it in. I had like the perfect set of four. So I knew going into it that I didn't need to liquidate my stocks. I needed to hold on to them because they were going to get rolled over. They were right going to get away. rolled over again. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I it's all about how the tiles come out. Cause there've been games where I've just been a bystander. Like none of the, none of the tiles that I drew mattered at all. Yeah. 
like they didn't connect anything or if they did it was just like the bigger get the the big one gets bigger unfortunately for me at the beginning of the game i felt like i was getting lucky being able to put out i think four of the hotels to be founders and then we got that one merge i was part of that and then i just I dried up. All I could do was keep on adding to the size of the bigger. Ones. Right. And just hope it. Right. There was no get the oh, cash merge Americana. That was yep. my only hope. Yep. Yeah. And see, I think like knowing you and how you play, like that's exactly what you would have done. And it's exactly what you would, what you did. I had the exact same situation where I had like three, t- two, I had three tiles in my rack that were all next to each other. And I could have made one big like hotel. And I, I sat there and I looked at them. I'm like, you know what? I bet if I hold on to a couple of these tiles, I can use them later as a merger instead of founding. And, you know, that's what I did at the top of the board early in the game between whatever the two were and tower. Right. And so I just like laid three tiles in a row, merged them both together. And, you know, it was, that was like the beginning of the end for you guys. Yeah. Cash, cash in hand for, from a couple of quick turnarounds. I will take that into consideration for so, the next game. So I'm, I'm the first time we played this game, which was years ago. I got a copy of Barnes and Nobles for five bucks during their sale, and it's a cheapy copy, but I like it because they spell Saxon the way Sid Saxon's name is spelled instead of S A X O N, and I thought that was kind of cool. But that's beside the point. The first time we played this game, we kind of looked at it like, what the heck just happened? I mean, it was it's an odd play. The idea of putting something on the board and buying stock in it so that you can eat it. I mean, the, the whole point is to put something out there to be destroyed and that is not intuitive for any other investing game you've ever played. You want to build something, you want to grow it, and that's where you make your money. Acquire is really aptly named. The whole point is to get acquired. Mm-hmm. Get that business out on the board and then have something else gobble it up. Yeah, it's absolutely in your benefit. It's, it's as you said, it's so strange because in your mind, there's this dissonance because you think that you want to have control over the big hotel chain, but right. in reality, you really want to have control over the smaller ones because it's the smaller ones that net you, that net you money. Right. Because when you merge, you don't get paid for the big one. You get paid for the small one. Right, exactly. Like the first game, you're going to play it and you're going to look at it and it's going to be... I've got stock in the biggest hotel on the board. I've got controlling stock of the big one. Yes, I'm going to win. And then... You just sit there. And then you're just sitting there because you've got no cash flow and everyone else is playing the game and you're just spectating. So it... Yeah, like the first couple times you play it, it's a weird twist that you have to kind of wrap your head around. But, you know, once you do, you realize just like how great of an experience and how great of a rule set that it is. Yeah. And, and so simple. I mean, again, very simple rules that produce very entertaining gameplay, very interesting gameplay. I think that four is a better number to play it with than three. Okay. Just because it seems like the, if I remember the last time we played and then this time we played tonight, there was that kind of groove that one person kind of fell into mm-hmm. where I don't think that you, I think it's easy for like one person to get kind of get side barred when there's only, if two people are making money and one person's not where it's kind of balances out with four. 
I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. Um, and I will say the only reason I don't is I really think it was the fact that I was getting all the tiles that I wanted and needed. I, I really think that this game plays really well at pretty much every player count that it's available. So I think it goes from two to six. Yeah, I think so. I think three, four, and five are where this game really shines. Um, the higher player counts, it's like any other game where there's like a centralized board that everyone's playing to. By the time it gets back around to you, the board state's going to change, going to be changed enough to where, you know, the one-two play that you had in your mind may not be available to you. Where in a three-player game, you know, you've only you only have two opponents like putting things down in your way. Um, so I think, you know, with, with that in mind, but I really think in this particular case, in this particular game, it, it was really the fact that I was getting all the tiles that I needed to get. I don't think it was, uh, really a characteristic of the, the player count. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. I know at times I have played, I remember one game in particular down at the local game store where I just, every tile I pulled just seemed to be magic and and I just conquered that game but um but most of the time you I, I mean there's enough tile pulls that for the most generally you get a solid set as good as anybody else but on occasion somebody gets a nice pull and and that and, and that shows but I, I mean just as we we're cleaning up the board you know I'm watching you count up your stocks and you just have so many shares left over in those and it dawned on me that you know I, I just was not that deep I, a lot of the hotels had come off of the board and I owned a lot of stock in them that I should have traded in earlier and turned it into cash and I probably would have picked up five or eight thousand extra dollars because mm-hmm. I would have bought whatever stocks were available yeah trading so. them in two for one um, you have to really be careful because while it seems like a really good idea and it can get you like a, a boost to to get that majority or that minority in a stock. Right. Um, you really have to be careful because you might be trading in two stocks worth 500 for a stock that is only worth like 700. So you're losing $300 doing that, but if it nets you that majority or a minority like yeah. in, a, in a bigger player game. And, and, then, and if that's where the future ends up being, then those stocks do, do, do eventually grow and, and they... and they. So are those are always more. things that you have to kind of yeah. take into and account. And there's, there, there's a timing aspect too and that's what I found out early because early on I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm really conquering. I'm getting good money from these things but I'm like, but I am not in either of the two big hotels. And at the end of the game when you total up, then being big does matter. And I'm like, I need to start transitioning to, to those two big hotels because that's where the big money was going to be. And I started doing, I, I, may, eh, I guess I did that about the timing was right. I was never short for cash in this game. Sorry to bring that up, Chris. But um, So, I mean, you, you, you need to get into those final stocks towards the end of the game. And I think you did much better at saying, I just need to dump these stocks because the hotels are never coming back. Yeah, I could tell from the, the tiles that I had and just the, the layout of the board that the chance of any of the smaller uh, hotel chains being founded uh, was very slim. So mm-hmm. in my mind, it was a calculated risk to go ahead and cash out and liquidate because I didn't think I didn't, I didn't think they were coming back. So. Yeah, I think you made a better choice. I mean, obviously you did in hindsight, but at the time... You probably had 20 stocks in hotels that... We're defunct. We're defunct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolute zero at the end. Yep. And you yep. can figure they were probably and, cost and you we bought out two, one one of the two hotels. Well, there are three hotels that remained, but but I could have bought stock in American. There are a few shares of American lying around. It wasn't as valuable, 
but it was certainly more valuable than the zero dollars that I got from not trading those in or, or, or trading them for cash and then using that cash to purchase. So yeah, live and learn. I think about two times a year is about the right amount of play for that. Maybe two, maybe just one time a year. You know, yeah, a couple times a year, maybe maybe three times. It just depends on sometimes you just need to, like, take a step back from the complicated new games that, like, I see Mosaic over on the other table, and it's this massive, like, there's pieces all over the board. It takes, like, half an hour to 45 minutes just to set just it to up. Just to get it out of the box. There's so many rules. Just like to open the box. It, it came with two rule books so that, you know, everyone at the table can reference if, if it needs to. That I like. I, that was a, that, that was, was a, a good nice, touch for that, for that touch. game. You kind of need it because I, I there's like so many rules. Of all the things, like production wise, like the minis are great. Whatever the board, it looks nice. I don't know if I like it functionally, but having two rule books for that game was like one of the best production choices of like 2022. Like, if there was an award for best production choice, having two rule books for Mosaic wins. Anyway. Um, you know, having a game that's simple, like a choir, where, you know, all the rules are printed on the inside of the box. You can explain this, you could almost explain how to play a choir in like a matter of like 10 sentences to somebody. Yep. I mean, for us, we laid it all out. We pretty much knew everything. We almost didn't have to reference the rules. There were two things we needed to reference how much money we started the game with yep. and how many tiles we started the game with. Yep. And the rest, we, the rest we just knew, even though we haven't played in a while, we just said, uh, hotel doesn't merge anymore when it's at 11. Yep. That was right. Yep, and that 44 was right. is the end of the game. And that's 41. Yeah, 41 is the end of the game. And that was it. Yeah. yeah. So like to have the that, cardinal rule. Yeah. Don't run out of money. Out of money. <laughs> so I think to have a game like acquire, that's just, it's very deep and very strategic, but it's so rules light. I think having, a game like Acquire that's available to kind of like as a palate cleanse is a good thing to have yeah. around. And and and, I, and I'll say this, the game is available in any version you want. Don't spend a lot of money. This is not a game that needs big minis or, 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 or fancy boards or a lazy Susan or anything else included in it. Buy whatever's out there. Play the game. This is a game where, where the game itself is all you need and you might get a copy for five bucks at Goodwill. It's a heck of a purchase. So we've come to the part where we, we, we give Acquire our rating. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, we use the Board Game Geek system just because it's kind of the, the, the I'm going to say gold standard. Everyone has their problems with it, whatever, but it is by far the most popular and most used standard. So that's what we hear at uh, Games from the Seller Use. So I'm going to throw this off to John. John, if you were to give hmm. Acquire a rating, what... Out of one through ten, would you give acquire? This is, uh, this this may be the best seven we've played yet. Okay, that's a good good seven. That's a good that's a good uh, good rating yeah, for acquire. Definitely. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris, what about you? What do you think? You know, I had a bad performance tonight, but I had to take in all the games that I've played of acquire, and I've felt like I have been able to be competitive and been in every game so i have to think long and hard about this but i think it's a solid seven yeah i mean it's about the most solid of a seven a game can be so i'm gonna follow suit i'm gonna give it a seven 
and it's just it's it's a it's a perfect game. Everyone should play it at least one. Uh, everyone should play it at least three times because that first time, as we mentioned, it's a little bit of a mind twist in that you gotta you gotta not think that you need to be in the biggest. You you know that whole like you've got to understand the suicide you, you, pill and how it pays off yeah. to you. So um, yeah, that's gonna be it for us. That was a choir. Thank you for joining our conversation. John, Chris, and I thank you for joining us in conversation about Acquire. You can join us in conversation by visiting our website, sellergames.com, where you can find links to our social media and Discord server. We also have a blog and guild on Board Game Geek. We look forward to hearing from you.